0: the Paint Rest Repeat podcast with Ros Gervais and
1: Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy.
0: We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Paint Rest Repeat. Today we have the gorgeous and lovely Salvatore Di Bartolo, I hope I said that correctly, who is an artist based in Melbourne and he's going to be chatting about everything he does and all the fabulousness. How's that?
2: Great. (laughs) Thanks.
0: (laughs) So do you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about your art and you know how you came to art? That would be interesting
2: as well. Sure. So I've always been interested in art, you know, as a kid, I used to do a lot of sketching and it was something that was really encouraged in my family, particularly because my dad was, he was a real artisan. He was always, you know, painting something or making something. And I think everyone in the family has been gifted with their little sort of artistic talent. But yeah, it was something that I always have done. And then you know, when I I lived overseas and then moved back to Australia and when I moved into my first place here, you know, had lots of, it was a warehouse, so lots of blank walls. So I started, you know, just doing really big abstract pieces um, and then it sort of, you know, eventuated from there. Every now and then I'd pick up the brush and do something, but working full time and, you know, all of that sort of stuff didn't really give me a lot of time to paint. But then I started a new career as a flight attendant, flying long haul, and I found that when I was in, you know, overseas ports, I'd always have my sketchbook with me, and I just sort of it just sort of evolved from there. And prior to COVID, sort of fast forward a little bit, um, I sort of got a little bit serious about it because I had a, a great space at home that I converted into a studio. And I sort of just started, you know, tuning them out, got into Art Lovers, which was my first sort of space to sell my art. And it sort of just eventuated from there. Well,
1: it sounds like, yeah, you've had, you've experimented with a range of techniques. Like it sounds like quite a diversity if you're working in abstract and then your work is very figurative now. and that's really interesting to see. And so, do you think that developing uh, this style, love your work, by the way, I just love travel vibes and just, yeah, the sort of the tone of the work and uh, what you represent. Do you think that you were like, it's sort of a commercial or sort of a, it helped you make sales in developing? The style that you're working in now?
2: Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed painting in abstract. And then it was actually funny um, Nancy Donaldson, who owns Art Lovers, together with her husband, I showed her a couple of my figurative pieces, my still lifes. And she sort of she just planted a seed. She said, I don't think you're an abstract artist. She said, This is something that you should pursue. So I sort of, I did. And and when I first sort of backtracking, my abstracts were all in acrylic and I was terrified of using oils because I didn't have, I just didn't know, you know, that there were mediums that you could mix into them and not coming, you know, not having studied art. Everything I sort of learned was from YouTube or just, you know, looking stuff up online. So then when I started doing the still lifes, so I just dabbled with oils and sort of evolved from there. So I think having a good drawing background also helped because I could sort of, you know, sketch out what I wanted to paint and was sort of a natural progression.
0: I love that you, you know, had that feedback reasonably fairly early on and that you were able to take that on board in like a still still like a wholehearted sort of a way because Your art now, like there's a beautiful energy about it. You can tell it's, you're not just creating art to sell. Like, I mean, awesome that it sells, but you're creating art that is just, I don't know, I feel a big energy around it and I feel like a lot of authenticity there as well. So it's almost like you've just got this dream combo, Salvatore. Hand it my way, please.
2: Yeah, look, the artwork that I'm producing now is all, it's based on, I guess, all my travels, particularly in Italy. Because I I spent five years there during my twenties. And I did spend a lot of time in Sicily. So I was just I love that vibe. I love the colours. I just love the simplicity about how they live. So yeah, I think I try and bring that energy to to the artworks that I produce.
1: Yeah, you can definitely feel that. And there's a bit of romanticism to to that as well. So did you grow up? in Italy and did you spend time in Italy and do you you have family in Sicily or around there?
2: Yeah so I guess we were quite lucky because all all of my grandparents uh, were in Italy so you know mum and dad would obviously want to go back every few years to, to visit so you know growing up I was lucky because I, you know, I got to go and it was like when we would get there, there would, it was like, you know, no rules sort of thing. You were in a small town, it was safe. And I guess it was sort of similar to it was living how mum and dad sort of grew up and you know, lots of family because I don't we don't have a really big family here in Australia. So just, you know, lots of aunties and cousins and everything was food and the town is it's on top of a mountain. So lots of, you know, rolling countryside and days spent in the countryside, but also not too far from the beach. So it was just, you know, endless days either in the countryside or at the beach. Growing up, I was exposed to that. And then during my um, 20s, I was working for Italy's national airline here in Australia, Alitalia and they stopped flying to Australia so they closed their office and as part of my sort of goodbye package I was given a ticket to Italy so I thought I'm just gonna go and if I can spend a few months there and you know without you know not having a return in mind um and it ended up turning into five years so and that was the majority of the time was spent in Rome so Every year I try and go back, I've got still got lots of family and lots of friends and, you know, we touched on this previously but working for an airline, we do get some cheap deals to to Italy, to Europe, so why not take advantage?
1: Beautiful. I love how you combined this travel lifestyle and then the, the theme for your work is around that too. And so it's just sort of like I love how it meshes together and it informs your work and it it, was talking about that authenticity that you really can feel it when you see the work it's really incredible it's very inspiring actually because I love travel and I'd love to combine somehow within my practice and my work opportunity to travel but then also yet intertwined with my creative career it's absolutely amazing this podcast episode is sponsored by Laura's Creative Kickstart Coaching Sessions, designed for aspiring artists seeking motivation and support to turn their creative dreams into reality. Go to www.laurajaneday.com work with me to find out more. So, we were actually looking at your website before we came onto the call, and I wanted to compliment you on it's very clean and it's very clear. It's a real true artist website and it's probably a really good reference for our listeners because we've got a lot of emerging artists that listen to this podcast and early career. Some people might not even have a website and it's just a really good example for artists just starting out and you know, your, your offerings. So you've got your originals and you've got your prints. You've got a simple contact form. And then you've got inspiration. I like the title. Sometimes people put about, but I like how you've written inspiration and then we get to like read a bit about you, your inspiration for your work and yet what informs your art. Um, How did you go about getting that up and running? Because I know artists, like there's so many different things that we have to do in our art career, you know, all the admin stuff and all the business side around art can be one of those things that we have to develop in an art career?
2: Look, I think obviously it's really important to have a social media presence as an artist. I'm probably, you know, I should be doing more. I know people really enjoy seeing your process uh, rather than just the finished product. I noticed when I, when, you know, I've made some reels about the actual process of producing an artwork and I get a lot more engagement when I do that. But then also with my Instagram, it's also important to have a link, you know, to the website because people can see the finished product like they can see, okay, this is it, close up. They can see the price. They can see, you know, a little bit about the artwork, a little bit more information about the artwork. I created that website myself. So during COVID, I just went on to Wix. Look, I had a look at all of the you know, sort of free platforms and Wix was sort of the easiest one I found to navigate. So I did create one and I did have a bit of help, but it wasn't a great website. It was very, I found it very clunky, the finished product that I had created. So yeah, a few months ago, I actually went back, revisited and sort of just cleaned it up because I think the artwork just sort of needs to speak for itself. That's why I have a lot of uh, just the plain white background and the artworks and that's it.
0: It's just fabulous. Your website's looking fantastic. I've got a lot of members inside my Art for the Heart membership who were just at that point of wanting to start a website but just getting caught up in the bits and the pieces and the, you know, I don't have enough artworks to put on there or the, you know, all of those hurdles that we put in front of ourselves. And your website, for those of you who are listening, go and check out Salvatore's website (laughs) because it is crystal clear, like it's it's schmick, it's not complex. It lets the artwork shine. It's just fabulous. So you can get a website out there that looks fab. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be ornate and with all the extra like a blog and a podcast and whatever. Just like just keep it simple, people. You've done a you've done a beautiful job.
2: It looks fab. Thanks. Yeah. No, I think like I said, I think it's important that you actually, as well as creating your artwork, that you are dedicating time to your brand. So your Instagram, all your social media and your website. So yeah.
1: Just to clarify, so when you redid it, it is still through the free Wix website. Is that right?
2: I subscribe to, you know, their monthly plan. It's not a big outlay. It's making sure that you keep it up to date and just refreshed, you know, because Believe it or not, people actually do look at it. So if you're always constantly updating and you know adding new artworks, and like I said, it's an easy to use platform as well, very user friendly.
1: Another thing, so you offer a print range as well, and that's something that emerging artists really interested in potentially adding to their product line. What was the process behind starting off starting out with that? Did you receive any help or assistance with? producing your range of prints or did you have to do a lot of research to figure out how to do that
2: best? I did have a bit of help so I was selling my artwork through Fenton and Fenton and you know they were really instrumental in in saying you know these pieces are great we'd like to turn them into prints if you're up to it you know if, you, if you're interested so that was through them but I also had some artworks that weren't through Fenton and Fenton that I actually found a printer a local printer in Brunswick um, who they scan the artwork they send you the digital file and then you can just you know engage a dropship printing service and they basically you receive the order I send it through to them and then they take take care of everything so it's just another obviously it's another way of channeling sales but just a good way to get your artwork out there and sell it at a cheaper price than obviously the original artwork.
0: There's so many options as well. So you've gone with the drop shipping sort of option. You can manage your own prints. You can even do your own prints at home. There's so many different versions of it. I had someone once who did my scanning, very professional scanning. And I won't say the name of the business, but when I asked for my files, they firstly charged me extra. And secondly, they were resistant. I could hear that they weren't keen on doing, and so I thought that was interesting. So, yeah, did you have any difficulty getting your files?
2: No, no, not at all. no that re- sounds really bizarre that they would do that, but yeah, I didn't have any I didn't find any you know obstacles in that sense. so
1: so Salvatore, you also have representation with art art as well.
2: yes. You know, when I sort of was starting to put my artwork out there, I was interested in having a look at, you know, maybe entering some competitions. And I think it just popped up on my Instagram feed that uh, uh, they have a rising talent competition every year. So I entered and the artwork sold, and, and it wasn't in keeping with the current style of artwork that I'm doing. It was sort of a good, way to get my name out there to a gallery and then the following year I thought they they obviously had the competition again and I thought um I might enter with actually the type of style that I'm confident in um so I did and I won the people's choice category and that included uh, representation through them
1: amazing congratulations and so there was a show with that so that competition, there was a show connected to that.
2: Correct, yeah. So once they receive all the the entries and they announce their shortlist, they have a um, an opening night and people can actually go in and see the artworks in person and actually vote for their favourite piece. So yeah, that's how um, that's how I won that one.
0: I feel like we've noticed a bit of a trend over a couple of our episodes recently around art prizes being, you know, a big. Piece of the journey and an important step. Did you enter a lot of different prizes?
2: Initially, I did. And it's really hard because when you sort of don't progress, it sort of, you know, obviously hurts the confidence a little bit. So that's why I think I stopped entering because not so much because it was not great for my confidence, but I just think there's other ways to get your artwork out there not just by entering competitions, because, you know, there's, I see it like a lotto, like there's so many amazing artists that enter and how, you know, judging must be, but a daunting process. So, and art is all subjective. So something I like, you might not like.
1: Yeah, definitely. I guess artists, (laughs) we're sensitive souls, aren't we? So I think that's something that you have to grapple with. Like, stepping into a creative career it's that balance of putting yourself out there but then also being faced with that potential of rejection and you know not being accepted or recognized or seen yeah it's almost like i guess maybe like a muscle that you sort of have to have to build in a way because if you didn't put yourself out there then these opportunities wouldn't have been presented to you and do you find like what helped you along your path with your creative career like to get to build that muscle like to get that confidence to put your work out there
2: I guess it's the feedback that I receive from my artwork from you know just from my social media that sort of encourages me to keep going then obviously there's those things along the way that happen like I'll go back a little bit as well. Um so through Art Lovers, when that was my only channel for selling my artwork, you know, running in Georgia from the block. Georgia actually bought one of my artworks. And it wasn't for the block, it was for her home. And that created, not only did it create a lot of buzz for my artwork, just did so much for my confidence. And things I found sort of snowballed from there, I guess. And I think when you get these opportunities, you've just got to maximise them. And I think as artists, we're too focused on our artwork sometimes because I found that I didn't really maximise on that opportunity as much as I could have. It's all learning.
0: And there's a lot of balance, I think, in being an artist, you know, so be kind to yourself, you know, the, the art piece is, is important, but then, yeah, all the rest, there's a, there's a lot of things that we've got to manage but that's great. I didn't know that. Congratulations. When was that? Was that a little while ago now?
2: That was probably 2020. And it also led to like a private collection that she released through Art Lovers. It was a, um, they teamed up and there was a print range that came from that. So she selected four of my artworks that were turned into prints that were available to purchase through art levels.
0: How amazing. So listeners, if you haven't gone already to go and check out Salvatore's website, go and check it out. His artwork is gorgeous. You may or may not know, but Florence is like my heart city. So all these Italian vibes in your artwork are just amazing. And I think, you know, that there's, that's another reason I think for your art having a really good market because it's just, you know, it relates back to when we were younger as well and having a lot of trips to europe or you know that one big trip we had or whatever there's a lot of what is it is it nostalgia in there as well i think
2: yes i think it's nostalgia yeah
0: mm, and italy out of all places you know like spot on just say
1: it just say it so yeah your subject matter is very niche and i think it it has really worked in in your favour was there strategy behind that? Like did you like spend a lot of time or did you just fall into it? It was just like from intuition, like you're just like, I just really want to be painting this right now and uh, translating works from your sketchbooks when you're on your travels. And
2: Yeah, look, I think there were a lot of common themes like when I was doing just my sketches, like I always fascinated with Vespers. I love Vespers and they feature a lot in my artworks. I don't know, when you think of a Vespa, sort of, you don't think of just a motorbike or a scooter, I don't know, for me, I picture, you know, people at the beach, you know, riding on their, you know, their Vespas riding along, or riding into Piazza, and stopping at the bar, having a cappuccino, like all of that sort of, it's not just the Vespa, it's everything that goes with it, so... You that was my inspiration.
1: Yeah, I love the storytelling behind it. You know, you can really feel into that um, scene that you're creating and, you know, I think that's what is the draw card behind it because, you know, it's those nostalgic memories, it's those, yeah, you know, your childhood or, you know, even just people fascinated in motor vehicles and, you know, that could be like the real treasured like memory for them. I just love like how you've captured that within your work. And I think it could be serve as inspiration for other figurative painters who are really struggling to find their style and find their niche. Maybe look at Salvatore as inspiration or as the example of an artist that has really done quite well at you know really honing that style and sort of finding those like that iconography or, you know, those repetitive sort of tokens within your work that really resonate with um, your buyers.
0: Actually, Salvatore, how do you describe your art? Because I heard you mention still life
2: before. I do, I do describe it as figurative. I think the still life I was referring to was when, you know, some of the artworks I did, well, that were just like a pair Yeah, like I always find it hard to sort of describe when people say, "Oh, what sort of art do you paint?" I'm like, I just paint what I like. I paint, you know, Italy. I paint, and like I can't say it's realism. I can't say it. So I think figurative is a great way to describe it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know what you mean with your art in particular. You could always say I like to paint stuff, and also you like to paint things. You could. That's (laughs) just some options for you. But I
1: think the artwork speaks for itself. So I think lots of artists really struggle to describe their work, but it's probably better just to pull it up on your phone and just be like, oh, the the work speaks for itself. Like, let me show you. Yeah,
2: and that's what I usually do, yeah.
0: Quick little question as well. Do you have a mailing list? Can our listeners sign up to
2: a mailing list? I don't because I haven't got my head around that yet. (laughs) I know that's important. Having listened to your podcasts, having a subscribe list a place where people can go and get a sneak peek of artworks that are you know in the pipeline or a sneak peek before anyone else sees them. Hello
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little little one is borderline behavior, being naughty today. We don't use labels but she's she's demonstrating a couple of naughty behaviors. How's that? <laughs> she knows she's not meant to be on camera yet she's peeping her face out anyway um, yeah so email marketing are you considering it? Or, yes, okay, so listeners, if you would like to hop on Salvatore's email list, go and send him a DM on Instagram because you might be his very first subscriber.
1: Go and be number one. So plans for your art career. So what have you got coming up? Are you just in your studio at the moment, producing new work? Do you have ideas for new paintings, a direction to take? What are you up to?
2: So this year has been... I want to I want to say challenging, and I think challenging for a lot of artists. You know, sales sort of have slowed down quite a bit. And initially, I thought it was you know maybe my artwork hasn't got that little thing anymore. But yeah, the more artists I speak to, I find it something that's happening. You know, it's, it's just the way it is at the moment, unfortunately. So I've, it's actually given me a chance to produce a lot of artwork. Because I found that I was sort of almost painting to order. And I hate, I hate having that pressure because it does put a lot of pressure. You know, we need 10 artworks. And sometimes I haven't I don't even know what I want to paint. So it was a lot, I found it was a lot of pressure. So this this year's been great because I've just been able to paint what I wanted and without having deadlines. So I think just I'm just gonna keep at it. And hopefully, you know, an exhibition pops up and I've got lots of artwork ready to present. Now I think um, more than ever, it's important to chase opportunities. Just as hard as, as it is, is just, you know, ask galleries, approach them. Tomorrow's the there's the affordable art fair coming up in Melbourne. So I'm gonna pop along to that and just approach different galleries and you know they can only say no, but at least you've asked. So that's that's my plan for the next few months.
0: Absolutely love that idea because you've just got to, you've got to find your brave. I always talk about finding your brave and your courage. Just don't worry about the confidence, just find the bravery bit and ask and see what happens. Because really I see it as sort of matchmaking We're like finding the right, person for your artwork and to find the right person for your artworks, maybe through a specific gallery or another you know what I mean so yeah I love that that's great yeah
2: and like I don't mean this to uh, sound boastful but last year I was approached by quite a few galleries and like I had to say no because one because I didn't just have the bandwidth to produce the artwork like my you know, each of my artworks can take two, three, four weeks to produce, and, you know, a lot of the time it didn't fit in with their deadline, but a lot of the time I thought, well, I don't, like your gallery is amazing, but I don't think my artwork fits into your gallery, It's you know. So don't be afraid to say no, don't say yes to everything because, you know, you could be stretching yourself and doing yourself a big disservice.
0: I love that you honour your commitment. So yeah, if you, you take on the gallery, that. you mean that you yeah. like you will honour that and do a good job. Absolutely love yeah. that.
1: Also, thank you, just backtracking a little bit, previous part of the conversation where you talked about the art market and art sales slowing. And I think that even um, for, for you, like even saying that would be validating for quite a lot of artists because, you know, it's been a huge trend in the market and, you know, there was that big disappointment with Fenton and Penton closing down. Like, you know, that's an opportunity lost for so many artists and I know you were represented by then. You know, that's a real, real challenging time in a way. But I love how you turned it that around and said that, you know, you don't have those big commitments and that it's how it has opened up space for you to like create the work that you want to create and and really produce in volume and you know dig into your practice.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look it's hard to always sort of maintain that positive mindset and you know I had these visions of me when I you know when covid started I was like this is I'm going to be a full-time artist now and you know I'm just going to never going to work a really hard day in my life ever again. And you know, it was great. I I did for like a couple of years be, you know, I was a full-time artist, but this year it was it's been a challenge. So I was lucky because I did have a a job to go back to, um, a part-time job. So that sort of helps keep food on my table. But yeah, look, it's it's just been challenging and trying to keep positive is difficult, especially when, you know, you don't get that interest, you know, from people or things don't eventuate into sales. So yeah, it's you just gotta stick, stick at it. If that's your dream, if that's your passion, just keep going, keep going.
0: Yeah. And I love also that you're sharing that you have a part-time job at the moment as well, because I think I think we have a responsibility as artists and for Laura and I as being in that mentoring space normalizing this idea of having an income stream outside of our art to increase the stability because you know you might have times like you've had where your art is selling really really well and that income is really really good and then you will have those lower times That's just normal I feel in the art industry so I think it's great to you know, be, be normalizing that and hopefully for you and I I do envision this over time you're Part-time job will, you know, decrease and decrease as you get added sort of stability or higher, like higher average point for your sales. You know what I mean? And then you can shift that again back to where you want it to be. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I know, and Laura, you touched on, you know, being with Fenton and Fenton. That was a huge blow because you know, not only was that like that's an income stream that's sort of been taken away, but that was amazing exposure for me in my career not just for me but for a lot of artists because because Lucy had so many amazing artists um, that she represented. So that was tough. You know, I feel bad for Fenton and Fenton because it was such an iconic business and I think they were really, you know, they just had such an amazing edge to them. Yeah, so such a shame. But who knows, we might see a reincarnation down the road once the dust settles. So.
0: Well, there's a big opening now in the industry, you know. So I was I was thinking about you and all the other artists with Fenton and Fenton. The other galleries must be like, all right, let's like, <laughs> let's go and snap them up. So I think there will be a bit of a shift. I think generally change is good, um, but it does take some time. And for you know, you've got to traverse this little little rough patch, and hopefully it's just a little blip, and then you're back on your feet. Because you you were saying that you had a few situations with artworks which were. Purchased by Fenton and Fenton people, like customers, and then how that's a bit complex how did you have to manage with that one?
2: yeah, it was difficult. I did have a couple of customers come to me directly and say, you know what's you know how can I get my artwork but yeah look it was just it was challenging, yeah, so I had no idea how they would get their artworks, but you know I think there've been some good news stories since because i I know Lucy was just trying to ensure everyone got what they paid for.
0: You rolled with <laughs> it like
1: a champ. <laughs> so, yeah, well done.
2: just have to roll with it. Yeah, I knew as much as I knew. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, just, you know, you're faced with so many different challenges and you have to twist and turn and I know, honor your commitments. And, but then, you know, we have to evolve and try new things and pursue new opportunities and, That sort of happened, you know, even with COVID, like so many different things shifted with that too. So I think artists can be quite resourceful in a way. You know, we're creative thinkers, like we can problem solve. We can think of new ways of approaching things. We can think of, you know, new ideas for pursuing opportunities. So I love that you're going to like hit the pavement and just approach some new galleries too. Like, good on you like
2: why not why not
1: <laughs> the power to you
2: <laughs> I've got all the artworks ready to go so yeah
0: so if you are a curator or gallerist listening right now send Salvatore a, a, an email because he's he's ready to rumble he's got artworks just you know filling up his studio space piling up, <laughs> <laughs> piling up and waiting for you this might be a little wrap on our interview, guys. So thank you so much for joining us today, Salvatore. And I would like to also just just quietly just quietly apologise for the interruptions on my side with my daughter home. So I hope you've done very well managing
1: through all of that. So thank you, guys. And what else? I always forget. What else should I say? We're going to put the links in the show notes, but did you want to tell everyone your Instagram handle?
2: Yes, so it's um, Salvatore Di Bartolo Art. Yeah, so have a look.
0: And give him a follow, please. Follow and then three likes at least. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are enjoying our podcast, please don't be shy to leave us a review on Spotify or over on Apple Podcasts. And do leave us a written review as well with your Instagram handle if you are an artist so that we can give you a bit of a shout out. That's all from us and we'll see you next fortnight. Bye. Bye.